where do you think you can find um, a good mentor to be uh, a resource for your business? On VC4A. <laughs> okay. Good plug, good plug. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Before I would look at anything online um, or even offline, I would try to ask myself the questions that I want answered. So what is it that I want out of a mentoring relationship? You have to know what you're looking for before you start looking for a mentor. So, and it's not just what do I want, it's what do I need. So how do you leverage your networks? This one is an interesting one, uh, depending on your personality type. So you find, for example, introverts might kick back at, at this idea uh, of uh, going out and physically meeting people. And this might not come necessarily naturally for them. Whereas uh, with, uh, with um, extroverts, uh, we have uh, some extremely like natural networkers uh, in some of the, uh, who come through some of our programs at Bongwai. So going out and meeting a complete stranger and coming back with them as a best friend, it comes very natural for them. A lot of the mentorship programs out there require you to come in for a full day session or for a half day session or come and sit and do something. I ain't got time for that. You know, no, nobody's got time to sit down whilst you're trying to What's you trying to work? They say experience is the best teacher, but they didn't say that experience has to be yours. VC4A and ITC are teaming up because we understand the importance of mentors for youth entrepreneurs. When just starting out, it's critical to be connected to the right people at the right time with the right information. As VC4A and ITC both support platforms that enable young entrepreneurs to start up and scale, we wanted to take this time to compile our knowledge and information and connect with our various mentors to bring that information direct to you over this pod. Hi everyone, my name is Claire Sterngold and I work for the International Trade Center as part of the Youth and Trade Program. Welcome to MentorWise, a podcast that aims to better prepare young entrepreneurs for working with a mentor by providing first-hand insights from seasoned mentors and experienced mentees on how to work with a mentor to get the most out of him or her. To get you a broad range of insights about mentorship, we interviewed six seasoned mentors and three mentees on mentorship issues we believe will help you find, initiate, and maintain a healthy relationship with the mentors of your choice. As we address various aspects of mentorship, we will share their insights. To save time, you can find their profiles in the links provided in the description. Hi, my name is Hanan Tefor and I work on the ITC's Youth and Trade program. On this episode, we'll discuss where an entrepreneur can find a good mentor. As we've touched on in different episodes, a mentor can take many shapes and forms and can be a part of your journey for seasons or sometimes even all the way throughout. While some relationships can be developed informally or even organically, others really require doing your homework to find someone that has the right fit for your specific needs. So on this episode, we'll speak to different entrepreneurs and seasoned mentors to get their views on this topic. To start off, we'll get insight from Trudy, a mentor who has a depth of experience under her belt. She started off in the corporate world, then did an MBA, had a stint in launching her own startup, and for the past seven years has been a business angel. And she also runs a healthcare business group called Swift Health Angels. Before I would look at anything online or even offline, I would try to ask myself the questions that I want answered. So what is it that I want out of a mentoring relationship? You have to know what you're looking for before you start looking for a mentor. So, and, and it's not just what do I want, it's what do I need? And this is where self-awareness helps. The more you have, the better the question will be, or the answer to the questions will be about what you need. But that's the starting point. And, and then you say, okay, to deliver that, so to, to, to give me feedback on those areas that I need, um, 
what does a mentor have to have done? Do they have to have worked in the same field? Do they have to have worked in a different field? Do they have to have had different life experiences in different fields? So they have a perhaps a broader perspective because they've not only worked in one industry or in the case of ITC, ideally, is it, you know, someone who has had previous NGO experience or do they come from corporate or do they have to have been in both um, for me to really value what it is that they're, that they're going to have to say? Those are all kind of the age, not age as a, you know, my age, uh, but the experience, sort of the length of time in certain industries that have enough experience, not just, you know, they've been in this business for two years, you know, you, you only really start to see the effect of decisions you make three or four years after you've made them. So for those people who've been in an industry um, for five years, you can say, okay, they have made decisions early on, which they are now living with, uh, and they've either adjusted it or not. So the length of time they've been in certain roles is also, I think, important. Someone who hops two years to two years to two years, which often people do in the early careers, is great, but you never have to live with the consequences of what you've um, initiated. My name is Anand Thram. I'm the uh, Pro Vice Chancellor for Strategy at Botha University. Botha University is a regional university in Southern Africa with campuses in Botswana, Lesotho, Namibia, and Iswatini, and offering distance learning across the continent. I also founded the um, Angel Network Botswana with an amazing group of active and potential business angels here in Botswana. And it was through that that I got involved in the VC for Africa mentor-driven capital program that brought me now to this particular podcast. To me, the most important thing of any sort of matchmaking resource is a strong vetting process for the seriousness of the mentor and the mentee. To one, engage in the mentorship process. Um, two, the importance they actually give to that process. And thirdly, why are they going into it? I mean, I really do believe that two people who are genuinely interested in the process and purpose of mentorship can make it work or will recognize early that that particular mentorship relationship is not working and will not waste anyone's time. So I think that's probably the most important element of it because you can't always make the perfect match, but you wanna make sure that when you do match people together, it either works or they quickly realize that it's not working and move on to the next one. My name is uh, Tinashe Guramatunu. I'm originally from, from Zimbabwe. That's where I grew up. And then uh, after some time, I moved to South Africa. Essentially, I am the uh, founder of a online e-commerce company called King Online. And we're essentially a health and wellness uh, online store. And we sell a range of products from natural hair products, to vitamins and supplements and essentially we're all about being all about health and all about uh, promoting health you need to offer services that are allow me to grow without without tying me down a lot of the mentorship programs out there require you to come in for a full day session or for a half day session or come and sit and do something i ain't got time for that you know no nobody's got time to sit down whilst you're trying to Whilst you're trying to work, you know, why are you trying to do stuff and, and trying to make sales and, and this product needs to get clicked from there or this service or this emergency needs to happen from there. So the service, I think, there's the provision of mentorship without coming in the way. My name is Silumesi Maboshe. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders uh, for uh, Bongo Hive. Uh, I currently lead the software development team. Uh, so we call that uh, Bongo Hive Consult. 
Uh, so we, we develop, develop various uh, digital platforms, uh, websites, um, mobile applications. We're going into um, altered reality, virtual reality, and uh, data science as well. So anything tech related, uh, we're happy to jump on, uh, but we also work in the digital transformation space. So this is how can companies uh, think differently and use innovation and technology to improve their processes, uh, product marketing strategies, and, and so on. So where do you find a good mentor? I think the bc 4 a platform is a great place to find to find a mentor. So I had I had interacted with uh, the, the team through the website and it was more in, in passing kind of a thing. Uh, but um, I'm not sure what it was uh, when, when someone's that made the introduction said uh, this opportunity is available. Something in my mind just said, try it. Um, and I have to say the experience has been beyond the expectation. Uh, so I think from the mentor side, if we can have as much fun uh, mentoring, I, I, I hope the startup, uh, startups are having as much fun, uh, but you can definitely go to the BC4A platform. So some of the things I liked um, about the platform that um, and the, the program that uh, BC4A designed is one, that it was structured. So I knew, for example, if I failed to meet with my mentor that week, then I knew that I had not succeeded that week. So the, the, the winning criteria were very, very clear. Uh, also, the timelines were, were very, very um, clear as well. So I knew that this particular engagement started here and ended here. And then I had the option, uh, was rather we had the option, this is between the, the team and myself as a mentor, uh, had the option to, to continue that relationship past that. But I knew that my, my commitment um, was from this point to this point. I, I found that extremely valuable. Uh, in addition to that, um, meeting other mentors on the same platform was extremely valuable. So this idea of um, I don't have all the answers, um, someone within my mentor team, if you'd call it that, uh, will be able to bring value to the conversation that I was not able to bring uh, and, and vice versa. So I could contribute on, on someone else's um, someone else's interaction. So those three things I found uh, extremely valuable. I think Again, uh, going back to this idea of uh, what what is a mentor, um, sometimes in people's minds, a mentor is someone who I can call at four o'clock in the morning and say, please, I need some money. Uh, I think ha having having the understanding that that was not going to happen <laughs> was a great relief on my shoulders. So defining what that uh, criteria, criteria were uh, from the beginning uh, was a nice way to say, uh, this is what you're signing up for. Uh, and this is what you this this is what it does not involve as well. Uh, so here you can sign on the dotted line, and that clarity was extremely important for me. And I think um, those boundaries, if you'd call them that, uh, made for a, a really good uh, mentor um, mentee uh, experience. Now let's look. Let's move into the real world then. Um, how can founders leverage their own network to identify or locate potential uh, mentors? And now let's hear from Maria. I'm a legal practitioner. I, I um, run my own business and I sit on several boards. I'm vice chair for the Vet Council. I sit on the Engineering Institute. Uh, I chair the disciplinary committee. I also sit on the Law Association's uh, subcommittee administration of justice and the AGM organizing committee. So. The easiest, I think, is where one, one actually lives, either going through, through events, if uh, participating in certain events, either workplace, family and friends, certain networks as well. 
Um, I, I'll just give an example. If one joins Rotary um, or joins Alliance Club, um, is, uh, goes into sports. The best place for founders to find uh, mentors, um, in my experience, has been by going to a lot of networking events that uh, your local or even internationally, but, but, but certainly um, local events that happen um, in the region where you have your, your startup or in the country where you have your startup. So looking for opportunities in similar fields or on similar topics to find people in the audience. A lot of, a lot of the people that go to the various conferences or, or training presentations, they're around then for the APRO and the networking afterwards. Um, and even in the online uh, today with coronavirus, a lot of stuff's gone online. Even the international stuff has gone online. And they've been very good uh, recently in the bigger international conferences in setting up networking opportunities online. So there'll be breakout sessions where you can actually put yourself on a, on a virtual table and then get to know people um, uh, around that. What I would do is if you, before you go to a conference, after you've signed up, before you go, take a look at who else is there. Do a bit of research, whether it's on LinkedIn or whatever you know, systems you have available that you can do a bit of background checking to see if there's people on that attendee list that could maybe add something uh, you know, that would uh, spark a good conversation for you to have um, on a particular aspect. And who knows, that could end up being someone that could mentor you. Looking at professional mentors, then one would have to probably look at one's uh, association, trade or professional association. My first mentor, I found him at a, at a night where an MBA, the MBAs were like hosting people to come and see if they can join, you know, their programs and that type of stuff. And I just met him randomly at a, at a table and we started chatting and next thing you know, we were having coffee. Uh, the other mentor, I met him, I met him through friends, you know, people who said, Sasha, man, you look like you're, you're getting off your feet. And I think this is a good person, good person to talk to or whatever. So, so here, here you go. Uh, the third one, I met him through a high school friend who, who worked, who did work with VCFOA. And, and from there, then I got introduced I got introduced to, to to the mentor, so I think you can meet mentors at at many in many different places. It would it would be great though if if there were more VC four A's, right? If there were more 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 places where people could easily find mentors. I th um, yeah, it's it's been it's not easy to find the right one, especially one that understands who you are or asks you the right questions based on where you are in your business. But um, if if, if there were more, I think that would be really great. I think uh, the hubs in your area are another great place to, to, meet, uh, to meet mentors. Uh, I had an, a very interesting experience with the Dawa team uh, who met a mentor at church. So within your, your local area of, um, of community, uh, if, you, if you have those relationships already, uh, I think it's more about finding people who you can trust, people who are uh, aligned in, in terms of value, um, and then also that that added aspect of people who are seeing things um, from a different perspective than you. So wherever you think you can find those people, um, I think would potentially be a good place to find a mentor. Or it could be a peer from you know a different company in a slightly different environment doing a different type of product, but who is kind of in a similar stage to you, or maybe even slightly more advanced, and the two of you could actually be sharing experiences. I've personally found the entrepreneurial world to be 
a lot more collaborative and constructively positive with each other in, in providing advice beyond what you're paying for as a service. And, uh, and that's a whole different ball game to the corporate world, which is, you know, obviously all about sort of we are the big guys and you will deliver and we will pay you three months later because that's just how we are. Um, so it's a, it's a different relationship. So if you can find people in similar situations in these various networking opportunities and do research before you go about who because you you know you can bump into people and it's an accident and that's great if it works out but it's ideal if you can kind of filter out the two or three people you definitely want to have a few conversation a conversation with while you're there and then when you're there seek them out so if you're leveraging on your own network i found this can happen in two ways obviously formally or informally so formally as you know you go up to someone directly um, professionally of course and ask them if uh, if they'd be willing to mentor you, if they've got the necessary background, I mean, you know them, they're part of your network. So either whether they're willing to mentor you and what you'd like to gain out of it, or whether they're willing to refer you to someone else who would be a good mentor. This one is an interesting one, uh, depending on your personality type. So you find, for example, introverts might, might um, kick back at, at this idea uh, of uh, going out and physically meeting people. Uh, and this might not come necessarily naturally for them. Whereas with um, extroverts, uh, we have uh, some extremely like natural networkers uh, in some of the uh, uh, who've come through some of our programs at Bongwai. So going out and meeting a complete stranger and coming back with them as a best friend, it comes very natural for them. The other way is informally, all right. And this is where you may find that you're you know you're going regularly to someone to share your thoughts and your challenges because they give you constructive feedback and because they help you think of areas that you haven't considered earlier. And so this is then an informal mentorship relationship that sort of builds over time and uh, grows into sort of a full-blown mentorship relationship as time goes on. I mean, personally, this is how it's actually worked for me through my journey. So my journey has been, I've had informal um, relations with people, people in my network, people in my extended family. And over time, as I grew through my journey, um, you know, I found that, okay, I've realized that these were the people who have been my mentors. So it wasn't like we had a formal arrangement or anything. So I think both, both models work. I think there's value in both, um, whether you get different, uh, you know, different value from each, I, I wouldn't say so. I think it has more to do with the individuals, right? So if, you're, if your mentor is your father or your uncle or your mother or your aunt, it will obviously have a different type of relationship and will take a different path than, say, uh, a business partner of your friend who's in your network, for example. So I think, uh, you know, who the individual is matters more than whether it's formal or or informal. But of course, with somebody who, with whom you really don't have much of a relationship, I think it's better for it to be formal, for you to actually say that we are in a mentorship relationship, to document those goals. I think that is important in a, in a formal setting. So to the extrovert, I would say absolutely play again, play, play, um, that, that's your wheelhouse, uh, go and do the thing that you naturally do. Um, I think the value that it can bring is to the introvert who doesn't feel that they can go out and meet people um, uh, just randomly. 
but still feel that they can bring value in terms of the business idea, the startup that they're running uh, and, and things like that. So I find that the internet is extremely uh, great for this. So go ahead and jump on your LinkedIn, uh, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, um, on your Instagram uh, and do those things which, uh, so as an introvert, you might already be uh, thinking more in terms of mechanics, um, the step-by-step -step, uh, processes and things like that. So go ahead and apply that to your networking. So you can uh, approach it as in a sense, um, a process to be fulfilled if you need to, it can be uh, check marks that you're, you're, you're checking off and, and be the introvert, but apply your introversion to the process. Uh, so you'll find, you'll start to find that your network is much, much, much bigger than you thought it was. And uh, that the people that you think are, do not want to hear from you actually do want to hear from you. So I, there's, um, I don't know, uh, in the mind of intro in, in introvert, the world is a scary place, uh, perhaps. And uh, so uh, sometimes we can un unwarrantedly uh, disqualify ourselves from, from opportunities, uh, which, which we actually are qualified for. Okay, so we had another great conversation with our mentors this week, talking about the broader theme of where can you find a good mentor if you're a young or old entrepreneur. Um, and we dove down into that question to ask specifically, what are the hallmarks of a good mentorship matchmaking resource? So we had a variety of answers, all super uh, comprehensive and concise. So Hanan, what were some of the kind of most uh, core takeaways that you had from that question? No, yes, definitely. We really had such a wide range of answers and really good responses from both the mentors and the mentees. But one of the key themes that came across was having a good communication. And another one was definitely alignment of expectations. So Trudy really mentioned this when she said that you really have to know what you want out of a mentor. And that's really key starting point because from there you can look to see or find a mentor that might that has your specific needs and requirements. And that's really important. And Anand also mentioned another critical point when he said that it's important to have a strong vetting process and having commitment from both the mentor and the mentee is really fundamental because um, it just highlights that both parties are committed to the whole experience and provides for a better mentorship experience as well. And um, so Messi on the other end also mentioned, which sometimes it's great, sometimes it doesn't, obviously it depends on your relationship with your mentor. And, but for him having something that was really structured was, uh, was really valuable. Um, so he's talking about his experience with the VC4A platform and he liked how it, there were timelines and they were clearly defined. So you knew when you had to meet with your mentor and what was expected. And he found that extremely valuable. Uh, because it provided a sense of clarity and boundaries. And uh, for him, that was a really valuable part of the experience. Yeah, I agree. I thought um, the biggest takeaway for me was that you really have to, as a mentee, know where you are. I mean, Trudy definitely uh, expressed that being self-aware is critical uh, to know where you stand in your entrepreneurship journey, to know exactly what you're looking for. Um, as you mentioned, that strong communication and good structure. But something that differed between what you just mentioned with Silo Messi and with Tanache is that Tanache wanted really flexible time. But he stressed that as long as you communicate that clearly in both the mentor and the mentee, 
know what's going on in each other's lives, know about different time constraints, that then you can find a compromise in the middle about what works and what doesn't and how you're going to meet up. And I thought that was quite interesting because it's structure, but it's flexibility within the structure. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just got out that communication is really the hallmark. And as you mentioned, Ananth also stressed that the vetting process is really critical to ensure that there's commitment on both sides. I mean, it's, it's easy enough to think that it's the mentee that's often not as committed, but um, mentors can also be really uh, busy and overstretch their time so they can't give proper time to every uh, mentee. So this is why I think Trudy's point of being self-aware and just knowing what you can and cannot do is really, is really crucial. Um, so yeah, I think we had some, some good takeaways from that and it just comes down to clarity of structure and clear communication as do most things in life, to be honest. No, so that's definitely the case. And, um, once you have that down, um, it's kind of your relationship and it can be defined in many different ways, but those are definitely the, the foundations that it should be built on. And the next question that we discussed during the podcast, which was really interesting was how can founders leverage their own network to identify or locate potential mentors. And what I found that from the from the takeaways that we've heard is that sometimes it happens formally or informally. And many of the places uh, are kind of self, uh, self-evident. So you obviously can meet mentors at events, uh, through family, through friends, through different networks, through hubs in your area or your community. And it's really about going out and making the effort to reach someone and uh, even online, sometimes you can go and find people within LinkedIn and doing so provides access to people beyond your network. So the internet really gives you an opportunity to find um, mentors from that you wouldn't necessarily come across across yourself in life. Um, but Trudy definitely mentioned that you really have to do your homework. So before going to a conference or approaching someone, um, it's good to do some background research on, on their on their skills, uh, what they've done, uh, just to see if that they're somebody who's a good fit for you and whether they can add value. And what about you? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, what I took away from this question and the responses of each mentor and mentee uh, was that a mentor can really come from anywhere. Um, anyone in your network that you trust and that you um, seek guidance from can be a mentor, either formally or informally. Um, so Tanache mentioned the example of going to an MBA event um, where he was surrounded with other people who are interested in doing this business program. So obviously they already had some uh, joint interests that were easy to identify. Um, he mentioned friends. I really like the example that Sila Messi gave with Dawa Health, where he said that they actually met a mentor at church, um, which isn't somewhere you typically think to seek out mentors. Um, Maria mentioned associations. She mentioned family and friends. Um, you know, when I was younger, my dad was definitely my mentor and someone that I looked up to and who, you know, instilled a lot of good values in me. And I think that's really what I took away from all of the answers that each speaker gave is that um, your network is really there for you to leverage and for you to take advantage of in any way that you can. Um, and that now with the rise of online platforms like that of VC4A and like that of the Yay community, 
really what that's done is just democratized the reach and the number of mentors that you as an entrepreneur can tap into. So now you're able to go beyond your immediate network and that of your family or your friends and your your local context and actually find mentors from around the world, um, which is amazing in a sense, you know, that you can be directly connected and seeking guidance from someone who lives, you know, thousands of miles away from you. Um, I think it's, it's beautiful in a way. Um, so yeah, my kind of critical takeaway was just a, a turn over every rock and stone because you can find a mentor anywhere you look. No, that's, that's definitely the case. And yeah, very good points to highlight. And the internet is a wonderful place and applications like VC Free and ITC definitely gives you uh, a broader reach of mentors to tap into. But also, like you said, you know, that mentors are everywhere and <laughs> you can find value from people from different walks of life and from different areas in your life as well. Yeah. And Sila Messi, he even said towards the end, people that you don't think want to hear from you, well, they actually do. So don't be afraid to reach out. And I liked the fact that he really stressed um, how platforms which have mentorship programs that directly match you are really good for someone who may be an entrepreneur, but is maybe quite introverted um, because it allows for you know you to be directly matched or for you to reach out in a less, you know, uh, upfront way as going up to someone in a networking event can be quite intimidating. Um, mm -hmm. These platforms allow you to craft your message and kind of get up the confidence to really go for it if you are an introvert. So I like how he really stressed uh, that these platforms can help people who maybe aren't so extroverted or good at public speaking uh, to actually reach out to mentors and to build meaningful relationships. No, yeah, for sure. There's lots of resources and access out there, like BC Free and ITC. ITC is the platform. It's just a matter of uh, tapping into it and um, trying to find someone that uh, is a good fit and uh, provides value to your entrepreneurship and startup business. Definitely. So this was a very practical episode, I felt. Um, so I hope our listeners are really able to take away some kind of core action items. Um, one being to be self-aware, to know what you want and what you need before even reaching out to a mentor, um, to really leveraging any and all um, relationships or networks that you have because you can find a mentor really anywhere and it doesn't necessarily have to be formalized. Although if it is with someone who's maybe not a strong connection or maybe is coming through a platform, it's usually better to start on a more formal foot uh, before you have that trust and that rapport built. Um, and then as we discussed with the first question, really the hallmarks of a good mentorship program which connect uh, mentors and mentees in a meaningful way is to have this structure, to have this vetting process um, and to ensure that there's strong communication and understanding and milestones laid out um, between each party so that they can get the most out of one another and there's no miscommunications which can lead to frustration or um, yeah or e either party not uh, getting what they want out of the relationship um, so yeah those would be my key takeaways from the session I don't know if you have anything further to add Hanan no, it was very comprehensive and you definitely hit the nail on the head with everything, all the good juices and all the good information that we've gotten today from this podcast and the responses that we received from the mentors and mentees. And um, hopefully everyone who's listening has found it of value and hopefully you've found some beneficial gems in there you can take away from. 
Definitely, definitely. So thanks everyone for tuning in. And uh, next episode, episode five in the Mentor Wise series is on how do I know exactly what I want out of my mentor? So we're building on the conversation that we had today and kind of one of our critical takeaways, which is, you know, knowing what you're looking for before reaching out. So we're going to actually deep dive into that question more with all of our experts and mentors, sorry, and mentees uh, next week. So stay tuned. Thanks everyone. The International Trade Center, or ITC, is the joint agency of the World Trade Organization and the United Nations. It is the only development agency fully dedicated to supporting small businesses in developing economies to become more competitive and connected to global markets for trade and investment, thus raising incomes and generating employment opportunities, particularly for vulnerable groups such as women, young people, and marginalized communities. In doing so, the ITC contributes directly to 10 global goals for sustainable development. In your search for a mentor, you might click through dozens of profiles, attend long events, and send numerous unanswered cold emails, all to no avail. At VC4A, we help startups unlock their next opportunities. Finding the right mentor can be daunting, but you're actually just a few clicks away from finding quality business mentors. Sign up at vc4a.com to find your next business mentor in our mentorship marketplace or if you are a mentor, you can join our mentor-driven capital course to earn your mentorship certificate in the VC4A Academy. It's all completely free. We have hundreds of vetted mentors from around the world who have experience in emerging markets ready to help you address your challenges and guide you to progress and growth. Based on your profile and your request, you can get multiple mentorship offers to choose from. It can be that easy. So head on over to vc4a.com and sign up. This podcast is brought to you by VC4A and the International Trade Center's Youth and Trade Program. You can find the link to subscribe in the show notes below. You can also find us on the ITC website, just for young entrepreneurs, www.yeycommunity.com. And be sure to get involved with the VC4A coaching program by creating a profile through the link provided in the show notes. If you leave that session and you are still asking yourself that same question because you're not sure if you answered it correctly or if you answered it honestly, then I think you're at that stage where that whoever that person is is the right person for you. Remember, your mentor-mentee relationship has to be extremely comfortable and has to be extremely honest. Uh, you want to be able to, in life, see around corners uh, and a mentor can help you do that. It's extremely important to have mentors, but it is also extremely crucial to be a mentor. So if you have benefited from your mentors, then please pay it forward.